Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome to Burn Cookbook Party, an original Pathfinder campaign set in a unique fantasy world where four heroes of varying skills, attractiveness, and stupidity race against time to prevent a war. I'm Jenna Stever and I play Estra Blepafay, adult half-elf oracle, who is exactly who she says she is. And I'm joined by... Andrew Hansen, playing Johnny Brightchild, a hot and sunny Ifrit resort spa paladin, eager to help and flex... Caitlin Stadahar playing Patty Hertz, a rat folk ranger dandy with a nose for gossip and cheese. Paul Lukemeyer playing Zelf, an elven battle chef carving a name for himself in the high-stakes world of magical cooking. And we're of course led today and for the rest of all time by our illustrious GM and world builder, Justin Green. Justin, how are you? I'm so happy to be making a podcast today. (laughs) It's such a good energy. We can really tell. Unlike certain others on the recording. (laughs) 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 Justin is happy and ready. Hopefully that also means the game. (laughs) And not just that you've been like drinking honey tea and practicing your diction. (laughs) No. Gotta keep meaning to practice my diction. The four of you are in the Marth Mausoleum in the back room. A cocoon has just hatched, and now you see the demigod Elorania clinging on to the last bit of her life. She speaks to you, Johnny. The artifact of Vidana is hidden in the hive. Colony collapse imminent. Oh, <laughs> holy shit. Whoa. And then you see just the last bit of life departs her large black insect eyes and she falls limp. Oh, oh no. Yeah. When she does, the horns that were protruding from the crown instantly retract and the crown clatters to the ground looking just eerily average. (laughs) (laughs) An average crown. (laughs) For what it was. Yeah. Some average king would wear it. Yeah. Hmm. I'm not a short king. I'm just kind of an average king. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody put that on. <laughs> Funny. I mean, when I see a crown, I think, how how would that look on me? Would it look good? I mean, we know it would. Right? That's the thing. Like, they always do. So th- I guess maybe this is a warning for myself. Astra, don't put that crown on. I'm not saying <laughs> I want to put it on. I already have a hat. It's fine. I don't need to wear the crown. But, like, we can't just leave it here, right? No, definitely not. This crown is like bad news. Although it would look good on 
any of you. Johnny <laughs> <laughs> would look that up too. For context, I was looking in the player's guide because I wanted to remember what Lunas was. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lunas is the god of the wellborn, which is a really fun way of saying rich people. <laughs> Domains are charm, evil, luck, nobility, and trickery. The subdomains are aristocracy, corruption, greed, hubris, imagination, and lust. Often depicted as a handsome vampire in expensive dress robes, counting gold from his ornate throne. At his side, Celeste, his legendary rapier, god of corrupt nobles, war profiteers, vain celebrities, and the desperate poor. Vain celebrities? I love it. That just felt like important context for us and the listeners. <laughs> yeah, that's great flavor. That's definitely going to help us make a smart decision about what we do next. <laughs> <laughs> so you like think we should tell the authorities about this crown? No. Oh, fuck no. <laughs> Everyone puts their foot down. (laughs) It's a foot pile. No, we can't tell anyone that we have this crown because if we do, then we're going to get our heads chopped off. But also, I don't know what we're supposed to do because if baby Angel was supposed to inherit this crown and he's dead now, does that mean we need to find a baby (laughs) that was just born and that might have the reincarnation in him to give this crown to? Oh, shit. Oh, I don't like babies. <laughs> no, no. We don't want to do Lunas any favors because he doesn't know how to appreciate it. <laughs> I also don't like babies. Let's not give this crown to a baby. Can we agree on that? I can't believe I'm the one to say this, but I don't think a baby should have such a sharp object. I don't even know any babies. I don't think that's a viable idea. <laughs> Nobody, nobody give any of these guys a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Johnny. (laughs) Maybe. Well, like, I'd give that baby a sword to protect itself. It's like, the world's dangerous. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just keep it for a while and see what happens. I mean. Johnny, if we take this crown with us, how do we hide it? Um... Put it in a bag? I don't know, but like... <laughs> Thank you, Johnny. Well, yeah. <laughs> Put it in a bag. Honestly. <laughs> I'm sitting here looking through, like, is there some way we can disguise it as something else? And then I'm also just like, maybe we just put it in a bag. <laughs> Let's just put it in a bag. <laughs> I think that's perfect. Johnny, did you know Elorinia? I mean, maybe. Like... <laughs> possible we'll work on that later <laughs> like she's pretty elusive it's honestly pretty cool that you even heard of her she kind of like specializes in like not being known how do we take care of elorinia now oh, i think she's dead well that's what i mean oh i mean she's already in a mausoleum so if you think about it our job's kind of done <laughs> how poetic okay no okay all right all right Bef- shut up all you shut up no one says anything <laughs> talking shut up all right like so, I've been trying to tell you about this self since, like, the beginning. There's a statue of a vampire back there that, like, I saw back in Olvidel. Vampire? I'm sorry. You saw the statue in Olvidel? Or you saw the vampire in Olvidel? I saw the vampire in Olvidel. It's, um, it's a, a Lysantha. Ly, 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 yeah. We saw some statues of elves leading into the mausoleum. I don't remember seeing an expressly vampiric statue at any well, point. Well, that's just because, like, you know, the thing about vampires is, like, you can't, you don't know they're vampires unless you know that that's, like, a statue of a vampire. Like, So that was just a guy, <laughs> and you knew the guy, and you knew that the guy was a vampire, so you're putting together that that was a vampire. <laughs> Yeah, 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 exactly. Therefore, it's a statue of a vampire. What Astor said, yeah. That was a lot of math to do to understand what you were saying. 
wow, this is crazy. There's like a lot of coincidences happening here that I don't quite understand what they're all doing here. Coincidences. Look here, look here, investigator, look here. Look, see, see where this red line connects here? This red line implies that these four are four people that might have had the crown at the destruction of Ovidel. I mean, but it's here now. Seems like they were missing a few details and made some conclusions based on conjecture. Wow. But it's here now. Wow. I mean, she's dead, so maybe, you know, take a minute. <laughs> she did just die, so if you're going to, like, besmirch her conspiracy board, maybe, like, hold on to it for a day or oh, two. no, no, no. I don't think this is Elorinia's conspiracy board. I think this is one of the Marths. Johnny is definitely holding the, the crown, just like looking at it the entire time, just turning it over. Just like, <laughs> In the background, he's putting it on and taking it off. Mm, whoa. Like, <laughs> like kind of casually listening, stuff like that. Yeah, this, this investigation is kind of weird because like, it's like, I mean, they could have just asked me and I would have told them. <laughs> I don't know, Zelf, do the Marths like have any like vampires in their family? It seems like one of the other Marths that we haven't met yet might expressly be a vampire, and another one we have might be on his way. Oh, that's so creepy. Do you think the family just sits around biting each other? Just like, oh my god. Ugh. Don't be perverse, Patty. No, sorry. I just, <laughs> right. you know, please. I thought it would be a fun idea. All right, I'll be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Vampire party. Astro, with your natural 20 on intelligence, you guys have enough information to put together that whoever in the Marth family is responsible for this little office in their mausoleum is trying to get the crown to wear it themselves to become a demigod. Mm -hmm. okay. They have eventually found the crown, but they could not get it out of Elorinia's cocoon as she right. had planned. The only reason why you guys she she opened it up to allow Johnny to take over because she was going to Aww, die. Oh, because she trusts Johnny. Uh oh. Uh, <laughs> uh -oh. <laughs> He's got a hundred percent success record. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go get Nipip. Is he still gummed? Yeah, yeah. He, uh, the dentist okay. has been standing uh, with him. Self doesn't trust any of these guys, even though he'd normally trust Nipip. Nipip might roll his d10 and decide to tell the whole world. <gasps> so uh, he just says that they found something important and asks Nipip what his plan was going to be. I hadn't decided quite yet, but I would either tell the authorities, I would tell somebody who would take it into their own hands regardless of what the law was. And then he lists eight other uh, <laughs> ideas that he could possibly do. Fucking phenomenal. <laughs> Justin, I'm losing my mind. <laughs> I think, like, obviously, Alarina thought that it was safe in, like, the hands of, like, another demigod. So we should probably take this to another demigod. Oh, that's a good idea. We already have plans to go visit Molni. And uh -huh. it seems like yeah. he's a demigod that would be on our side. I think that's a great idea. <laughs> like, Johnny's barely contained, like, excitement at the end. Johnny's so excited to A, see Molni, and B, report to the authorities. Like, this is all he wants. <laughs> Can we get that um, rock candy off his head, do you think? Like, with a hammer and chisel? Perhaps melt it down with some kind of alchemy. 
I mean, that doesn't sound like it'll still be edible afterwards, which is why I offered a hammer and chisel, but okay. I'm going to propose the only thing that makes sense for this thematic entire situation, which is to send him to what I assume exists, which is the insane asylum in town, where he will then break out (laughs) for the next episode and continue to cause mischief. You know, and there's Inspector Nippet, who you know is like, you know, at the core is like a good man. Oh, Johnny. Here in Mjolnir, we all start good, and then we all turn rotten. Wow. And that's why, like, the dentist has, like, his heart in the right place, right? Like, there is corruption in Mjolnir, just, like, needs, like, a stronger set of, like, morals and, like, a support network to empower good decision-making. But he doesn't have that. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Johnny, maybe you're the only person who could save this city. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, see, I thought he was pitching you on the job. Oh. But you no, know, it does make more sense that it's Johnny. No, I mean, Astrid, no, I was pitching him because, like, I don't think it makes sense for me to lead anything because, like, Self's, like, super smart and, like, you know, has this relationship with Nibip and, like, you know, could, like, speak to, like, the good inside of, like, Tentes, you know? Yeah, yeah, he belongs here. He knows the people. I don't know if I think he has the um, <laughs> moral... Fiber. Right. And so that's like where Patty would come in, right? <laughs> to, to, okay. to give guidance to to the dentist and like, you know, help build his brand. Yeah, because Patty is the real source of morality yeah. in this group. I love that Johnny thinks that. That's very yeah. endearing. That's sweet. Yeah. sweet. Well, they went to visit the goblins together. I love that Johnny says that right as I'm sitting here thinking like, does Patty want to propose just like walling them up inside this catacomb <laughs> and leaving them here. Like, <laughs> come up on the Just be done with it. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> For the love of God, Patty hurts. She's just like, God, you guys, we've been discussing this a lot. What if we just leave them here? What if we just <laughs> lock the door, throw away the key, and then it's not our problem anymore? The dentist is going to take Ten Face into the Hunter's Guild. And I don't think the Hunter's Guild is equipped to keep a hold on him, but. Might as well be a good place to start. Everyone, I still have some business in the catacombs. What? What? (laughs) What other business do you have? That's so creepy. Can we come? I'm looking (laughs) for my master's legacy. And Johnny, I was hoping you'd ask. I think I might need a few extra pairs of hands. Yeah, dude. Oh, because you're searching for fingers. (laughs) (laughs) Dentist, can you take Ten Face and his gang to the Hunter's Guild by yourself? I can handle it. So before the dentist leaves, Patty wants to pull him aside and have a little a little heart to heart, a little talk with Aww. him. She's going to be like, oh, my God, I so appreciate all of the help that you gave us running around this creepy cave. You did a great job when you were getting irradiated. You were so brave. <laughs> I really respect that. So I was wondering, since you did such a good job helping us out today, would you want to team up with me on a little side project? Yes, absolutely, yes, Patty. Yes, yes, yes. It involves blowing up a train. Yes, yes, yes. I feel like that's something you'd be down for. <laughs> what? Is it an, an evil train, Patty? So there's this train coming into town. It's delivering some 
let's just say unflattering documents. <laughs> Lies. Some untruths that oh, are just sensationalized just for cheap thrills and cheap views. And, you know, it's just <laughs> something that really shouldn't be out on the streets. And, you know, for the good of all of the people of Milnor, I really just want to nip it in the bud and blow them up before they get circulated. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I could help you with that, Patty. Uh, of course, I'd, if you think blowing up the train is the right choice, it seems like maybe <laughs> we could just destroy the documents. But if the, if you say that's the train, then we can do the train. We'll see what we can do. We'll play it by ear when we get there. But I'm kind of thinking that like my friends here are not going to be on board with helping me, but maybe they are. They seem to have other priorities like historical crowds and stuff. I don't really know. But yeah, I just wanted to make sure that I had somebody to watch my back. Absolutely. Excellent. <laughs> so then the party splits. Da, da, da. It's been so long since we split the party. Oh my Sorry. god, guys. It's wow. about damn time. Yeah. Johnny and Zelf and Astra head deeper into the catacombs. Patty and the dentist take the remaining <laughs> members of Ten Faces gain to the northwest side to the Hunter's Guild. Um, which is conveniently located very close to the train station. Lovely. <laughs> In order to safely escort Billy Warhead back to the Hunter's Guild with the others, Tinface gives you, Patty, a special candy that was developed by the Velnets <laughs> after some especially Ooh. like sour magic lemon curd irradiated a park in Garnish Town a couple years ago. <laughs> The gain has repurposed it to prevent them from being damaged by Billy's radioactive aura. So, Patty, you receive a handful of these before you leave the catacombs. And after protecting yourself and the dentist on the journey to the guild, you have five left, which I've added to your inventory. Excellent. Cool. Amazing. We're going to need these to go into the mines of Nantaram later. Whoa. Oh, my God. Paul, yeah. Paul. Save one for Manny. Patty, make a perception check. For mm. <laughs> of course. So it begins. <laughs> How does Patty end up in jail? Let's find out. Ooh. You're going to crush it. Oh, no. I, I rolled a three, but I have lots of bonuses. So that gives me a total of 16. Wow. Impressive. You and the dentist walked Ten Faces Gain into the Hunter's Guild. I don't think that we actually went in here before. There are a large amount of like weapons, hunting gear. They have a lot of restraints, cages, that type of thing. So they are able to uh, safely shackle Tinface uh, and his gain. Nice, oh. nice. They are thankful. They've been aware of, you know, Tinface has been causing chaos all across the city. As you're here doing this, you overhear an unrelated conversation between two of the hunters. One of them says, we got some communication in from Fainalin. Oh, shit. They said that the tribunal should have an official bounty request for the group. Fuck. <laughs> I'm really torn because I really want to go ask for more information about what they received. <laughs> but I'm also the subject of the information. <laughs> Guys, what are you talking about? Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Do they have, like, a pamphlet or anything that they're passing around, or are they just talking? They're just chatting. So a, a, an official, like, bulletin will arrive, but right now it's just word that it's coming. Oh, man. <sighs> hmm. 
The dentist uh, leans over to you, Patty, and says, I wonder what happened in Phenolin. <laughs> oh, man. It sounds like it was big, though, huh? Whatever it was <laughs> that happened. Maybe after we deal with this train situation, uh, we could team up again. We could hunt these people who have caused so much trouble in this other city. Oh, you know, um, I think that's a great idea. I love the initiative that you're taking. Um, <laughs> I think you're a natural leader, and I'm really impressed. So let's call that a maybe. <laughs> I love a Batman Catwoman dynamic where Batman doesn't know that Catwoman is a villain. <laughs> a dumb Batman. Yeah. You know what? Fuck it. I I want to go talk to these guys. Yeah, yeah. they're totally going to be unprepared for you to walk right up to them. It's going to be. Patty's yeah. just going ham tonight. Right. Yeah, I love it. So Patty wants to go over and be like. Guys, I couldn't help but overhear some shit went down in Phanolin. I happen to have, you know, a really good friend that goes to school in Phanolin. You know, I've heard from her that there's like some bad stuff going on. What have you heard? Have you heard of the Chairman Naga? Oh, yeah. Who hasn't? Obviously. One of his apprentices, Zelf, who I always thought was pretty normal. He and a, a paladin of Gavlin and... Some random girl from Phanolin. I've never heard of her. Wow. <laughs> the three of them, like, joined a coven of witches and yeah, they true. started worshiping Ebnir and they yeah. opened a, a ley line underneath uh, all of Phanolin. It, it really yeah. caused a lot of problems. Oh, wow. That's really <sighs> spooky, man. I don't know anything about that kind of stuff. But yeah, sounds bad, though. Did you hear anything about the paladin? What his name is? <laughs> <laughs> Castian, yeah, something like that. Yeah, you know when you said there was a paladin of Gavlin involved, I wasn't gonna make you know assumptions, but I was like, Ugh, sure sounds like Castian to me. Oh man, that's <laughs> terrible to hear that he's gone so far off course. Yeah, I mean these are all just rumors I've heard so far. You know when we get the official document from the court of the Archmage, you know it maybe it will clear some things up, but. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Oh, man. Well, good luck on hunting Castian. I hear he's the worst of them all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, fuck. Oh, well, I'm glad I, glad I took the risk to talk to this guy. That was enlightening <laughs> and enjoyable. <laughs> the dentist is like, why do you think that he thinks that Zelf was involved? Uh, I wouldn't worry about it. I wouldn't worry about it. You know, Zelf's kind of like, he's got a really strong personality. And, you know, sometimes it like, makes people a little unsettled. I'm sure it was all just a misunderstanding. Zelf's a really common name. Zelf is a common name, yeah. And I'm sure there's tons of chef, elf, named Zelf, the chef, elf. Yeah, yeah. One out of 26 elves is named Zelf. <laughs> <laughs> are you suggesting that elves are just named elves with a letter? thinking about wealth. I do have a cousin named Gelf. <laughs> <laughs> See? Yeah, I mean, there's bound no, to be a Justin. lot of them. <laughs> Don't we all? You can't buy into this. <laughs> <laughs> Patty, I know you're not from Mjolnir, but you should know that Chairman Naga is a very bad chef, one of the worst ones out there. I mean, self seems fine, but you should watch your back. Oh, I always do, man. I always do. But thanks for the heads up. <laughs> the two of you uh, walk the short distance between the Hunter's Guild and the train station as you're having this conversation. 
So you and the dentist sit for a while uh, and stake this out. He is making awkward conversation with you. <laughs> what kind of music do you listen to, Patty? Oh my god, I actually <laughs> love music. I'm actually thinking about releasing another single. This is not the time, but sometime I'll send you one of my demo tapes. I'm sure that you'll enjoy it. Unbelievable. <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah. Do you have a good pun name on hand for your song? Oh god. It's called. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing too hard. It's called. It's called. <laughs> it's called strutting in my Versace's. <laughs> but it's called cheese. Oh, it's oh, 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 oh fuck, Caitlin. <laughs> Strutting in my Versace's. Strutting in my Versace's. Patty, I... I don't know if I can say it in the voice. Uh, Patty, I've listened to Strut... <laughs> Patty, I listen to Strutting in my Versace's every night when I suit up. Oh my god, that's so sweet of you. It's one of my favorite songs. I mean, not just because I made it. It's a great song, but, you know, obviously. After a while, you hear uh, in the distance a train horn uh, sound, and you know that it is about two minutes from pulling into the station. Perfect. Uh, You see that the three couriers... Uh, have each arrived. They are all weak teen boys. <laughs> they each have like a little cart. Some more Newsies style NPCs. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. They they are non-combatants. You don't think that they pose any threat whatsoever. Excellent. So what my plan is, is that as soon as the train pulls up, I would like to ask the dentist to cause some sort of diversion. I'm sure he's probably very good at that. He has a flair for dramatics. He's a very theatrical guy. I want him to draw the couriers and the train employee at a safe distance from the car containing the pamphlets. And then I am going to launch one of my alchemist fires into said car to burn the contents. (laughs) The dentist nods. He agrees to this plan. When the train pulls into a stop with a screech of its brakes, you see one of the carts near the back, the door throws open, and another just commoner person opens it, uh, waves the couriers over to start handing them the boxes of magazines. As this happens, the dentist has moved into position. Uh, he's like climbed up <laughs> onto a, a nearby roof of a building. And then he does like a barrel roll onto <laughs> the, the roof of the train. <laughs> Quickly, follow me. Ten faces gain is coming. You're in danger. Perfect. Oh, smart cookie. He leaps down to the ground, uh, his cape billowing behind him. Uh, and he nods for the four boys to follow him. They're scared, caught off guard. They're willing to listen to anybody with a voice of authority in this situation. <laughs> and so they quickly follow the dentist around the corner. Amazing. So Patty's going to dart down to the yeah. train, snatch up a magazine, and then chuck her alchemist's fire into burn yeah. the remainder. <laughs> Incredible. Amazing. You get your paws on a special edition of astrology today. <laughs> and you see that in flashy letters it reads, 
From Colt to Coven, the infamous heiress of Erosia evokes <gasps> Ednir. <gasps> Rude. Oh. <laughs> I was never in a cult. Never. <laughs> we were a political <laughs> activism group. <laughs> you yell at the magazine you're yeah, holding. She yells at the magazine angrily. <laughs> On the front cover, there are two large images. There's one of you being led into the court of the Archmage to face trial for Raid's crimes. And now it's juxtaposed with, like, a rendering of the court now with the ley line, like, tearing the ground beneath it into two and, like, radiating dark pink energy. There is a smaller image in the corner that shows, like, the arm of a white-furred rat folk uh, that's, like, covered in occult symbols, oh including Ebnir's. It's clearly insinuating that this is you, despite there being, like, no actual identifying features. Bad boy style! <laughs> <laughs> like, using the light from the burning magazines on the train, you flip through this book. It's so much of it is hyperbole or just straight bullshit. But there is one comment that she makes that sticks with you. It's in the section that is chronicling Patty's descent into witchcraft at <laughs> Fainalin Academy. Uh, and Madame Ogavia draws a parallel between Raid and Sasha's sorority, pointing out <gasps> that once again, all of Patty's allies have been imprisoned while she walks free. <laughs> oh, damn. I- I'm not even going to act like the knowledge that Sasha and my girls are in prison right now has not been just like, tearing patty to pieces and oh. i will absolutely at some point in the near future be completely derailing the party and <laughs> insisting that they help me and rescue them in some way but i haven't yeah. figured out how yet <laughs> but it's so awful she was so nice to me and cool <laughs> And where did it get her your mind drifts back to this particular incident 4 years ago you and him for Twistroot had just returned to Raid headquarters after picking up a crate of explosives from Bruler and New Haven's Black Market. <laughs> you had quickly recognized that the bombs ordered by Chet Gerbillo were completely wrong for the upcoming mission, and you were able to quietly fix that mistake. Oh. Two years in, and you've been finding yourself cleaning up after his mistakes more and more. But the two of you return to Raid headquarters. Caitlin, what are Raid's living conditions like? What do, what does Patty's day-to-day life in Raid look like? Glamping, I mean, <laughs> is how I would describe it. <laughs> so, you know, when Patty first joined Raid, things were pretty bare bones. You know, army cots, lots of, you know, fatigues, that sort of thing, but not like cute fatigues. You know, Patty got involved, brought a little funding to the operation, and things got a little bit nicer. You know, just just a little bit of comforts of home. But, you know, this was about the mission for Patty. She didn't want to make it too fancy. But, you know, we got the uniforms tailored a little bit so that they looked a little more flattering. We get the berets creased properly. But, you know, I think that as raids started to escalate a little bit and, you know, Chet started to get a little bit you know off track it started to look a bit more um african warlord with like some gold-plated <laughs> weapons on the walls and maybe an animal skin rug of some kind just something wait, a little wait. bit over the top <laughs> caitlin i'm sorry where did this funding come from was patty milking her parents for ransom money yes yes she was yes. patty had her spending money still <laughs> Her pocket money, which she used to freshen up the raid headquarters. (laughs) During Johnny's flashback, we talked about how 
the Great War was ignited over land that Rescarus had a lot of it, much of it unsettled, and Erosia had less and less every day as it continues to seek into the ocean. When the war ended and the Triad Nations were formed, an effort was made to resolve this original dispute, an organization formed called the Erosion Resettlement Office, or Arrow, which was tasked with helping those whose homes had submerged into the ocean make a new start in Rescarus. It was a very noble endeavor that helped many people during its first year, but erosions with deeper pockets and better connections, suddenly priority was shifting there and less scrupulous individuals weaseled their way into Arrow. Instead of building new settlements, Rescarians were being strong-armed out of their homes Many of Raid's members knew someone who had been forced out or experienced that themselves. And so it's no surprise that Raid's most common target uh, at the time was the president of Arrow, uh, a man called Dominus Petal Dream. <laughs> and this mission is no different. When you drop off the shiny new explosives that you picked up, Patty, you find Chet furiously scribbling in a notebook Raid's latest plot to hit Arrow where it hurts which is a new extravagant erosion resort and spa that was built in Begram. And Petal Dream is set to make a rare appearance there uh, for a local blessing ceremony. Amazing. You know, Chet Gerbilla, uh, it's been a while since we've talked about him. <laughs> oh, He's a, a stout little gerbil. Uh, he has a little mustache and he wears a green beret and a, an army jacket. He... Loves the spotlights. I think <laughs> it's very obvious that whenever he stands up in front of the room to speak with all of Raid, you know, he's really, really into uh, having all eyes on him. And so he says to the group, the plan is simple. <laughs> Blow up the spy and make an example of President Petalize. Shouldn't be too difficult with all the cheap materials that they use to cut corners. This place is pretty big, though. We'll need to split up. Hertz, I'm putting you in charge of the second unit. So he details his plan, which is to place bombs in the resort and spa. And then as soon as Petal Dream steps forward to participate in the blessing with uh, the Riscarians, they will detonate the bombs. And then uh, Chet will make a speech. <laughs> of course he will. Oh, fucking of whatever. <laughs> Patty, this is not a small speech where... You would maybe need to buy him like 30 seconds. You see that this is like a five minute speech. You, uh, you maybe would even call it like a manifesto. And it's pretty clear yeah. that it is going to be incredibly dangerous, if not impossible, to buy him the amount of time that he's asking for. Patty's going to pull Chet aside. And she's going to be like, hey, Chet. Oh, my God. I know that your speech is going to be absolutely incredible. You're so dynamic. Such a great speaker. It's one of my favorite things about you. Um, <laughs> but I'm a little concerned about, you know, maybe the format that we're planning to do this in. Because, like, our comrades are the most important thing to <laughs> us. They're the whole point of, you know, why we do what we do. And I'm just a little concerned um, that this big, wonderful speech, which I, again, will be wonderful, might put them at risk. Um, mm -hmm. It being captured, it being killed, and, you know, our comrades in prison is not exactly what we're going for here. So, you know, maybe you could consider publishing afterwards in a <laughs> newsletter or a pamphlet, maybe just giving some bullet points and then we skedaddle. You know, I think there's alternatives. Patty, make a diplomacy check. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh god patty's really good at giving constructive feedback where she puts like a compliment it's like the compliment sandwich where it's like compliment critique compliment is really good okay that's a 15 on my diplomacy check it's not bad chet nods he, he definitely hears you he seems like he's finding what you're saying reasonable uh but you can't really tell if he's swayed one way or the other what he does say to you is, Patty, I can't help but notice that these aren't the bombs that I ordered. Huh. I, I'm not mad. I, I want you to know that I appreciate your oversight. In fact, I thought we could put it to good use again on this mission, since I know how much you love to help. Oh, I do love to help. And, you know, I'm here to be a resource for my comrades, for my fellow rat, for my fellow rodent, my fellow whatever kind of critter everyone is. But, yeah, you know, I just noticed when I was picking up the bombs that I was like, you know what? The bombs that Chet picked out are excellent. But I think there might be some other bombs that would be even better. That's what I love about you, Patty. Oh, thanks, Chet. <laughs> Here, let me bring you over and show you the team that you'll work with for this uh, mission. Oh, God. <laughs> and Patty, it <laughs> becomes increasingly more difficult to believe that Chet isn't mad at you when you see that he's assigned you the three newest, least trained, worst members of Raid. Oh, no. Paul, who is your Raid? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm a wombat folk farmer. My name's Plumpy. <laughs> and and I'm here I'm here because Chet said I could get my family farm back. You just say the word, Patty. I've got my rake ready. <laughs> oh, Plumpy. Plumpy. Oh, wow. It's so nice to meet you. I'm sure you're going to do a great job, comrade. Jenna, who, who is your raid member? Well, doll, it's me, Tux the Skunk. That's right. I'm here. I've been on the road too long. It's time for Tux to settle down, you know, put my muscles to good use. I've been out there too long in the world. You know, all I've wanted for myself is just a little chunk of land to call my own. And boy, howdy, do I think we can get that with Raid. So I'm here. I'm here, Dollface. I'm here to back you up. Tux the skunk is on the jab. Oh, Tux. Wow. That's great. I love the idea of, you know, having a little plot of land, although we should share it with our comrades, right, Tux? Well, of course. But, you know, it's great to meet you. It's great to meet you. You too. Andrew, who is your raid member? Before you, Patty, is a giant eared, giant librarian glasses wearing tooth-filled goblin that is grinning wildly <laughs> at you with, with gigantic eyelashes and very, very overly done eye makeup. The goblin grins at you and says, My name is Gabby the Goblin. <laughs> I was that too honest and Patty. I would love to do some work on your face. Oh my God. That mark you have. It's incredible. Wow. Wow. I, I love your look. You're clearly really creative Thank and you. artistic. Yes. Um, this is probably not the best time to be getting tattooed on our face no. since we have a mission and everything. But yeah, let's talk about it later, Gabby. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Gabby, are your tattoos there? Are they, uh, are they magic? What they can do might be considered magical. <laughs> Whoa. I mean, art's a kind of magic. I'm not going to argue otherwise. 
but they got like spells in them. No, of course not. No, of course not. It's all right. They're great, great work, Gabby. I love it. <laughs> Gabby, what did Erosia do to you that made you want to join Braid? <laughs> great question, Plumpy. <laughs> what? <laughs> that Erosia did all of these terrible things to Patty and her family. I heard her story, and that's that's what threw me here. The, the love for my common rat. That's right, Patty. We've all been moved by the story of what Erosia did to you. Hey, is Chet around? I was kind of hoping that I'd catch a little glimpse of him. You know. <laughs> really fresh off the farm it sounds like just with a straw hat and overalls (laughs) because they couldn't afford to equip him not going to keep you long because obviously we need to get you back to the thrilling adventures of Gabby, Tux, Plumpy, and Batty as soon as possible. So I'll just remind you real quick that we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash bcbparty. There are tons of benefits to signing up, which you've already heard me mention, like ad-free episodes, access to the exclusive Discord, bonus content, one-shots, etc., etc., But I wanted to let you know, thanks to the continued support of Patreon members, we're finally buying everyone on the team some decent quality headphones, which, listener, let me tell you, we need it. And that's possible thanks to folks like you, who want to support our hard work and help us make this podcast even better. So consider investing a little in the continued growth of Burnt Cookbook Party by going to patreon.com slash bcbparty. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Time passes. Your <laughs> attempts to train your group with uh, the limited time that you have, uh, you can tell there's not going to be much to help the situation for you. Wow. Oh, no. <laughs> but eventually the, the day comes. You guys leave raid headquarters and you head to the beautiful town of Begram in Rescaris. This is a town that's known for their hot springs. <laughs> it attracts people for religious reasons and also for just relaxation. Since the formation of the Triad Nations, Bigram is one of the cities that has prospered the most now. It has like a nice little like a uh, brewery district in it, but it is also one of the cities that has been most overrun by erosions, like well-to-do wealthy erosions. And so you see less and less dwarves, less and less other Riscarians, more and more humans here in the area. The location of note, the place that you're going today, is the Serenity Resort and Spa, which is uh, an erosion business that has opened up uh, in competition with some of the already existing uh, Riscarian businesses here at the Hot Springs. But you see that there are a few Riscarians here. You recognize members of the Sirocco, which are a group of uh, Gavilan missionaries that are prevalent in Rescaris. They do a lot of work maintaining some of the the paths between the different cities in Rescaris, which is quite huge, a lot of it expansive and, and unsettled. So it requires a lot of work. So you see them here. But otherwise, it's a pretty sparse showing. Only people involved in Arrow uh, and the Sirocco inside. Chet tells you, you and your team, you guys take the west side. And my team will take the east side, we'll place bombs, and we'll meet in the front of the resort for the big blessing ceremony. And that's when we'll set off the bombs. Got it, Patty? Yeah, got it, Chet. And I mean, you've given a little thought to the whole, you know, maybe <laughs> shortening the speech thing, right? Oh, yeah, sure, sure. I, You know, I had, I started with 30 note cards. I'm down to like 20. Oh, great, <laughs> great. That's progress. Okay, it's going to be fine. This is going to go great. <laughs> oh, I love hearing Chet speak. He's so inspirational. <laughs> <laughs> As he heads off with his team, he turns back and he winks right at you, Plumpy. Wow. Oh, man. Oh, Plumpy is starstruck. A star, yeah, shoots through the air and bounces off Plumpy and his eyes are real big. <laughs> This is an extreme Adventure Time moment for him. That Jet, he's a real sharp shooter. 
You know he's going to lead us to straight to victory. Patty, you've been given in advance three demolition bombs, the kind that you took from Bruler previously, or in the future. <laughs> previously in the future. <laughs> Time loops. Uh, yeah, and you are at the front of this resort. The entrance is all these beautiful windows you can see inside you can see a couple small pools of hot springs you, you can hear like the sound of uh, rushing water god i want to go to bigram this is a <laughs> gorgeous resort so we're essentially in what looks like the lobby of a very expensive hotel beautiful <laughs> walkways and pools a big fountain and gardens it like makes me want to go on vacation yeah it really is like an all-inclusive resort it, like exactly. you should swim up to a bar and somebody would hand yeah, you a cocktail yeah <laughs> and we're gonna blow it up oh no <laughs> <laughs> Along the left-hand side, you do see a couple doors, uh, and you see some stairs leading up as well. Um, and you can see two members of the Sirocco in the lobby in front of you. Is the plan to set our bombs on this specific like level of the building? It's up to you. Okay. I think actually craft traps would be pretty good for like where would be the best places to put the bombs for maximum impact. Okay, yeah. Let's do a craft trap. I think that's fitting. Nice. Okay, I rolled a 16 for a 22. So Patty's going to take a good look around, use her little, you know, crafty rat intuition and figure out the <laughs> opportune places to, to put these bombs. Patty, from staking out the building and looking over intel that you had gotten from Chet, you think that your best bet is going to be on the upper level, actually. There is like a storage place where they keep all of like the towels and the linens, very flammable things that would cause the fire to spread more rapidly. To the right of that room is a set of furnaces. So they're connected to a hot spring outside and they're using erosion tech to bring that in for like kind of a two sauna rooms. So that you think if you hit the furnaces, you'll cause an even bigger explosion reacting with the tech that's already there. Ooh. <laughs> Patty wants to, you know, gather her her group around her. Plumpy Tux and Gabby. She's going to be like, okay, guys. <laughs> it's go time. We're going to, you know, maybe face some danger, face some intrigue while we're in there. Are you guys like, don't take this the wrong way, but are you guys good at anything? Are you good at sneaking? Are you good at fighting? Or are you just kind of here? <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 Patty, I'm I'm really good at growing things out of the sparse soil. You know, our family grows. Oh, no. They grow sugar beets, the finest in our scars. Great, great, great. Thanks, thanks, Plumpy. Oh, I do love a good sugar beet. <laughs> I love how Gabby sounds like the diner lady archetype who chain yeah. smokes for forty years. Well, I can punch. Real good. Okay, well, that's that's better than Plumpy's beet growing. Okay, <laughs> yeah, great. We got a puncher punch at least. All punch. right. Patty's punch confirmed that her fast. team is useless. So. <laughs> As a skunk, Tux also does have smelly powers. Smelly powers. <laughs> yeah, the powers of being smelly. Natural skunk powers. Yeah. Fantastic. What about you, Gabby? I mean, I know that you're artistic <laughs> yes it's true <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs>
I'm also quite good at blending in what I need to. I can disappear. Ooh, okay, that's helpful. That's helpful. Also, I can cause fire to spring from my hands. Oh, that's also very exciting. Wow. Okay, that's, that's pretty cool. Pretty, that's pretty cool. I'm glad that you're not just a farmer. Okay, great. Um, you know, it takes all types of comrades to accomplish the mission. You know, when we build a new world, we will need someone to grow sugar beets for the group. So Plumpy will have a very important role in doing so. So we're, we all contribute in our own way. Fucking great. Take control here, Patty. <laughs> what? Patty was trying to figure out if her team is, you know, good at things. Like maybe we could try to sneak in or maybe we could fight our way in. They're very loyal. <laughs> I mean, like neither is really a better option than one or the other. So, but we're all really cute. You're all great. Really You're true. all great. I do love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, Patty's a sneaky creature by nature. She is a, I'm going to say she is a gorilla, and I mean with a U, not she is a gorilla. So I think we're going to try to, if there's like maybe a window we could jimmy open, somewhere we could try to sneakily enter the building. Sure, sure. This is going to be a stealth operation for now. <laughs> okay. If you want it to be a stealth operation, I could prepare my sleep spell instead Ooh. yes i like that mm. i'll do that patty you are able to find a window that you can get in that will let you into like a dressing room area on the first floor let's do it perfect if you want to make a if ever, everybody wants to make a stealth roll yes we're gonna break in on a bunch of people who are changing clothes <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry guys <laughs> you mean Plumpy the Wombat isn't particularly stealthy? <laughs> I I thought I was going to roll the two. No, my total's a 15. That's not too bad. Yeah, Tuck's got a 13. Gabby got a 21. Wow. <laughs> That'll be a 19 for Patty. Awesome. Uh, I have rolled perception for the Sirocco clerics, and uh, I did terribly. Ooh. I rolled a natural one. Yeah, <laughs> They're essentially asleep. So. Yeah. You have gotten very lucky to start out with here. We don't have to be competent. We just have to be less incompetent than Justin. <laughs> than the others. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to move you inside into this room. Nice. So you know, Patty, that if you get out this door and run to the left, you will find stairs that lead up to like the laundry room and the furnace. Excellent. So I see we have a cleric outside the door. Now, Gabby, do you have some sort of... You said sleepy ability, maybe? Yes. <laughs> I really hope that Andrew practiced this voice by just like screaming until he was hoarse. <laughs> uh, 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 so, yeah, I see the cleric. My sleep spell has a medium range. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. Ooh. It is a will save, and I guess it's a level one spell plus one. So, it's a DC 12, or the cleric falls asleep if they have less than four HD. They do have less than 4HD, so I'll make nice. a will save here. Damn. Oh, oh man, oh. I rolled a two. Yes. What's with these Sirocco? I love it when Justin's rolls are just always atrocious. <laughs> Abracadabra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you see one of the Sirocco clerics who is pacing in the lobby is struck with Gabby's sleep spell, begins to get a bit drowsy, 
stops against like this kind of like rock wall and <laughs> passes out. Amazing. <laughs> Patty's going to say, okay, team, Gabby, you did an amazing job, actually, on that sleep spell. I'm really impressed. Okay, this is going better than I thought already. Excellent. Team, out the door, to the left, quick, fast, sneaky, and quiet. I'll follow your lead, Patty. <laughs> Sometimes I use it on my clients to put them to sleep. Oh my god. (laughs) For the tattoos? They can sleep through them? If it's too painful. That's pretty impressive. That's cool. How do you use the fire spell on your clients? Same. (laughs) (laughs) The open architecture as you were walking to the stairs and with your great perception roll that you already rolled, you were able to see all the way at the very, very north of the building um, where all of the waterfalls are is Dominus Peldream talking to a bunch of Sirocco clerics and one Sirocco cleric who looks slightly more important than the others, standing very, very tall, non-binary, completely hairless, hmm. and wearing a, a beautiful gold medallion with the holy symbol of Gavlin on it. Okay, so gang, mm. let's take awesome. a look-see. Let's find these rooms, set our bombs, and get out of here. Sounds like a plan. Yeah, painting another word picture, this Dominus Petal Dream guy looks like a real smug jerk. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe because I've been watching a lot of X-Files, but he kind of looks like Fox Mulder, but an asshole. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, like a trust fund kid version of Fox Mulder. (laughs) Oh, fuck, and look what's in the room with me. (laughs) So you were able to see in the laundry room is a single... A Sirocco cleric who is folding towels. (laughs) (laughs) Like you do. Uh, Inside you see two big like bins uh, of towels that need folding. And then there are like a bunch of shelves with folded towels, folded linen on it. Yeah, we're going to take this cleric out. (laughs) I can't put him to sleep. I use that ability. (laughs) (laughs) I can do it once. I can take care of this with one mighty blow from my stunning fist. This cleric will drop it down onto those towels for a long sleep. Oh, my. I don't normally sleep on him, but he's not folding bed sheets. So what can I do? <laughs> Close enough. Have Adam tucks. Okay. Okay. Uh, all right, Justin, I want to sneak up behind this cleric. Perfect. And clobber him. <laughs> <laughs> and do a good, good hard clobber. I was going to use stunning fist. I have okay. one level in monk. <laughs> part of Tux's mysterious backstory amazing an order of skunk monks called the Thelodious monks Thelodious monks Jesus Christ <laughs> the crimes just continue just such yeah. a good yeah. flow to it you know like it. Uh, wasn't very good as a monk though just uh, better as a hired hand better as a tough guy this is a feat may attend a stunning attack a number of times per day equal to his monk level, which is one, because he's a dropout. Because <laughs> he's a monk dropout. It's spectacular. Turns out being a monk is really boring. It really is. You're not supposed to gamble. Yeah, right. You're not supposed to hench. <laughs> this is the only thing Tugs knows. Yeah. Make a stealth and I will make a perception for this one. Okay. Be cool if our uh, luck held. <laughs> Because I have no bonuses to stealth. (laughs) My stealth roll was a 14. (laughs) So, does this monk see me coming? 
Uh, they do see you coming, but let's roll initiative to see if you get an attack in before that. Oh, God, I took improved initiative. It's finally going to pay off. <laughs> I rolled a six. I rolled a seven. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. You don't catch them off guard, but you still are faster, Tux. What do you want to do? I'm going to stun them with my my mighty... Skunk fist. Skunk fist. And I make a saving <laughs> throw. <laughs> oh, hey, yo, I roll a 22 to attack. Oh, man. <laughs> the skunk master. And I do six points of damage. I do maximum damage that I'm capable of as a little skunk creature. <laughs> well done, skunk Fonzie. Wow. Yeah. I'm a tiny little skunk, so I think I just wallop them. Real hard in the tummy. I'm <laughs> <laughs> to make a awesome. fort save. Hey. Hey. Oof. Oh, they did good on their fort. That's a shame. Uh, they take six damage. They are not stunned. And they say, who Who are you people? <laughs> Patty, you are a boss. Do you want to say it? <laughs> Do we have like a pose that we practiced? Are we going to jump over? Love, like <laughs> fucking Team Rocket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, even though Patty's trying to keep this mission from derailing completely with this group of idiots, she is still Patty Hurts. There's a reason they got together. She also has a flair for the dramatic. So, yeah. yes. Patty's going to step <laughs> through the door and she's going to say, Who are we? We are dignity. We are justice. We are raid. <laughs> and she's going to put her little paw fist up in the air. <laughs> Good motto. We're raid. Plumpy, Gabby, Patty, you want to roll initiative to see yeah. uh, if you yes. can get in before this cleric does anything? Yes, we do. I got a 10. <laughs> Plumpy. I got a 10. <laughs> Plumpy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, oh, I got a 16. <laughs> Patty, you are first to act. Patty is going to come on over next to Tux and the cleric and give the cleric a whack with her tankard. We're looking to knock out, not like mortally maim at this point still. <laughs> so yeah. we're going to keep the machete for later in case we need it <laughs> oh god because raids the good guys <laughs> yeah we're just gonna knock them unconscious and hide their body in a pile <laughs> of towels they'll be fine exactly <laughs> oh patty you absolutely land a hit excellent uh, with this 28 striking this cleric before they can do anything gabby what do you want to do oh my goodness <laughs> gabby is going to draw her her dagger and she's going to move around to flank with Patty to cut off the uh, retreat <laughs> of the monk. Is this Gabby's first combat, do you think? <laughs> <laughs> One of the goblin traits, the goblin traits are fantastic, by the They're way. Nice. So flavorful. Gabby has the ability to eat anything because she scavenges for food and like Amazing. is a city scavenger. So she has like a bonus to like sort of like a favored terrain bonus in cities to hunt for like stray animals oh, or like no. garbage. Oh my god. No. Yeah. So somebody keep an eye on Plumpy. Probably her first person that, oh, she, <laughs> that she's killed, but not uh -oh. necessarily. Uh -oh. Turning a corner on Gabby here. <laughs> All right, that's it for my turn. Tux, Gabby, Patty, make a perception check. Oh, hmm. God, this guy's going to use some magic, bust our whole shit up. 
Why are you going to perceive all the time? Always making me perceive. I got a 23. Gabby got an 8. I got a 14. Patty, when you see Gabby jump over onto the other side of the cleric, you hear like a slight snapping sound uh, and you feel the ground where she landed kind of bend down a bit. Uh-oh. Oh. And you remember what Chet said about how poorly constructed this building was oh. in order to cut costs. <laughs> and you're beginning to believe it as the weight oh. of the four of you in this area mm. seems to be having a negative effect on the structure. <laughs> oh, no. Holy shit. Plumpy, stay in the hall. <laughs> you be the lookout. Plumpy, stay back. <laughs> Tux is so dense with muscle, you know. The cleric, surrounded by all of you tiny creatures, <laughs> climbs back a bit, half up on a shelf and up on the, the basket of linen. And kind of a downward angle, she is going to strike Gabby with a wind blast. A wind oh, blast. Oh my god. Typical. When a rat runs into the room, you gotta jump onto <laughs> you a desk. Jump onto the <laughs> <laughs> What's your CMD, Gabby? Oh, if I'm the target of a combat maneuver as an immediate action, I can attempt to bite the opponent. <laughs> 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 Amazing. Why have we all not been playing goblins this whole time? This is amazing. The ankle biter feet that I have. The ankle uh, this is in addition to yeah. any consequences. The, the, my CMD, 14, I think. Gav, you attempt to uh, grab onto this cleric's ankle as they're pulling themselves up uh, further away from you. Uh, and then you are just struck with this bare-forced wind that knocks you back. It also puts enough pressure on the ground that it breaks <gasps> open. Oh. No. Tux, oh, no. make a reflex save. Oh, no. oh, Tux, no. I'm so cute and waddly, but I'm not that dexterous. <laughs> uh, I get a nine. Gabby, you are pushed through this with the force <laughs> of the wind. Tux, you find yourself trying to grab a hold of whatever you can, uh, but you also fall through oh, onto no. the first floor level. Oh, no. Both of you take one damage, and you find yourself in the midst of a bunch of massage tables, and there is a beefy Ifrit paladin in here Uh-oh. preparing some of the massage beds. <laughs> Johnny, how do you react no, when these <laughs> two crash in here in front of you? How is Johnny like the forest gump of this guy? <laughs> <laughs> fucking incredible. Oh, hey, little dudes. I don't think you should be in here right now. Unless you've got like an appointment. Only with Destiny. <laughs> right. I don't think Destiny's in today. Um, so like. <laughs> Wait, did Patty meet Johnny? We'll see. Did you fall through the floor? Yes, and I'm gonna sue. I'm gonna sue. Are you okay? The Sirocco cleric yells down, Johnny, they're trying to ruin the opening. They're gonna disrupt the blessing. Are you trying to disrupt the opening? <laughs> Don't listen to them. They're just trying to cover their tracks. They broke the ground and they sent us down here. We're not going to put up with that. We're going to sue. Whoa. No, please don't sue. <laughs> Plumpy, it's your turn. What would you like to do? Plumpy. Johnny, if you want to roll initiative. This is definitely Plumpy's first combat encounter. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, he is a Plumpy. level three commoner. Plumpy. Plumpy. Stay safe. With profession farmer. Profession 
Uh, he does have some handle animals, so he's done some wrestling. <laughs> he's like wrestled a critter. <laughs> Varmints, yeah. But no combat. Uh, Justin, are the holes in the floor, is there any room next to the cleric? There's no floor under the cleric at all. The cleric is like hanging onto the laundry basket. Oh, man. So past Patty is a, is a hole. Hmm. Palumpy wants to see if he can pull this guy's fingers free with his rake. <laughs> I was just thinking Palumpy needs to like poke him with the rake and knock him off. Yeah. This is perfect. Palumpy oh, and I are on the same page. <laughs> Combat instincts. <laughs> Warrior instincts. Palumpy, get him with your rake. This is your moment. <laughs> Take that. We're going to get everything back that Arosha took from us. <laughs> For glory, Palumpy. For glory. <laughs> Uh, boy, that's a total of eight. <laughs> Good try, Plumpy. <laughs> Next time. Thank you. Next Thank time. You. Yeah, it, I was going to give you like uh, flat-footed, but that's still unfortunate. It still doesn't hit. Oh man, the rake comes down exactly around this guy's fingers. <laughs> Johnny, what would you like to do? You know, normally they tell me what to do, and, like, so, like, if you're not, like, supposed to be here, like, I'm gonna have to, like, take you in, so don't resist, skunk man. (laughs) (laughs) I'm warning you, mister, I'm not gonna go without a fight, (laughs) and I think I like my ads. Let's continue on with the mission, I'll stay behind. <laughs> Gabby, are you sure? Gabby. Yeah. <laughs> Gabby's gonna like charge a Johnny and like bite at his ankle. <laughs> Distracted. What? Hey, whoa. Oh, stop. Oh, you're like, don't sue, but like, stop. Oh. <laughs> Chucks is gonna flee <laughs> but before he goes he's gonna take one last look and say Gabby I'll always love you <laughs> <laughs> Johnny's boot all out of her mouth <laughs> and then Gabby is going to attempt to use the roll with it ability uh, whenever <laughs> instead get knocked out of the building <laughs> I don't think Gabby can make the roll though. Uh, So Gabby attempts to roll with the Blade of Mercy, but just gets smashed, I think. Wow, (laughs) Gabby. Oh no. Patty hurts. Guys, this is going to sound a little gross. Patty came in here feeling compassionate. She was going to just, you know, let's try to knock everyone out, be stealthy. Shit has hit the fan at this point. We need to just complete the mission and get out of here. So Patty is going to try to chop the cleric's hand off using her machete. Gone sideways. Escalation. That's enough to hit. Excellent. Oh, God. (laughs) Man. I I will say I'll let you cut the hand off. Yes! <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, oh my god. Uh it doesn't kill the cleric, but the cleric does fall through the hole <laughs> and take five Ow. damage, and that Ooh. does knock them out. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, Johnny, in the first floor, you see one of the Sirocco clerics oh, no. uh, crash into the massage table, uh, one hand missing. Oh, my bro. 
Tux, what do you want to do? So I'm going to flee the room where I was at with Gabby and try to reconvene with Patty, our fearless leader, <laughs> on the second story. <laughs> Patty, everything's gone all wrong. Uh, I can't say I'm surprised. <laughs> we got to drop these bombs and heads. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, oh, comrade, all we can do is push forward. Remember the mission. Stay strong. Okay, I'll do that, Patty. Patty's <laughs> doing her best to be encouraging. <laughs> Oh, I can't believe you just cut that guy's hand off. I've never <laughs> yeah. seen anything like that. Well, well, you know, you do what it takes. You're you're stone cold, Patty. <laughs> <laughs> so, Patty, you are able to affix one of your bombs on the wall of this laundry room. And then what do you guys want to do next? I'd like to get the uh, fuck out of this room. <laughs> just crumbling beneath my rat feet. Do we have more bombs to place or was that the one? So we had one in this room and one in the furnace room. Uh, okay. I think we should just run for the furnace room. I think we should. Yeah. I think we should. Johnny is taking Oof. his time to heal the wounded cleric friend, bro. He's like, bro. Oh, my God. No. Whoa. Dude, did this happen on the raptors? This is like very unsafe and not built of regulations. Uh, there's nobody in here. There is just two large furnaces. When you enter to your left, hulking about five times the size of you, metal monstrosities like releasing steam into the air. I'm thinking a bomb on each furnace is my yeah my plan. All right, cool. You know that you're going to rendezvous with Chet in the front room. You have seen people down there. You did see also a balcony along the top. You know that there's another stairway that goes up to a balcony, or you could try to go directly into the room and time it there, whatever you think is best. I mean, I'm inclined to get off of the second floor as soon as possible. <laughs> so yeah, I think Patty's going to say, gang, we planted our bombs. Now forward to victory. And she's going to run back down the stairs and towards the front of the building. Tux, Tux, where's Gabby? Oh, Plumpy. (laughs) (laughs) He was right behind you, right? Plumpy. Gabby was a great friend. And I'll miss her. Oh, no. I'll miss her, Plumpy, but we got to keep going. Oh, no. Don't look back, Plumpy. It's too soon. All right. Poor Gabby. Gabby's going to go prison for all of us. Her sacrifice will not be forgotten. For dignity, for justice, for raid, and for Gabby. (laughs) Gabby. Okay, Patty Hertz is running to the front of the building. Yeah, Tux is fleeing, too. Yeah. Wait, should we go back for, for... for Gabby? I don't know. Yeah, I don't want to fight Johnny. <laughs> I really don't want to fight Johnny either, right? Yeah, what a mood. Yeah, right. Sorry, sorry Gabby. Yeah, Plumpy doesn't have enough strength of will to decide something other than what Patty does. <laughs> oh. Oh. I think we're going to sneak. I think we're going to run up to the door and then take a beat. And I'm going to say, okay, gang, eyes open, feet quiet. We got to watch for Chet. I don't know if they've managed to place their bombs yet. Wasn't Chet going to deliver a manifesto? (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry. The manifesto's coming. Hopefully, it will be an abbreviated manifesto. But, I mean, it's in the plan. I hope Gabby can hear it wherever she is. (laughs) She knows. She knows. She'll feel it in her heart, comrade. She will. She absolutely will. Make a stealth check for me, the three of you. 
God damn. Oh boy, we were so lucky that first time. I don't know. Johnny, if you want to make a perception check. All right. Oh no, Johnny's gonna chase us. Well, if it's against Johnny. Oh man. Pl- plumpy, Plumpy, what did you roll? Plumpy. Yeah, I want you to know that I have no bonus, but I also rolled a natural one. Oh god. Oh no. Plumpy. So Patty has a 19. What a gorilla. Tux rolled a 15, so not bad. I got a nine. Patty tucks you two, uh, plow through back into the main room, heads down, sneaky but quick, <laughs> plumpy, uh, you are trailing behind everybody. Plumpy's the caboose. Trying to catch your breath, dra- dragging your rake behind like nails on chalkboard. Johnny, you are able to follow Plumpy, though you are not aware of the other two. What's that sound? God, it sounds like a caboose. (laughs) Johnny very loudly trundles over to the sound, like you just can just hear it approaching like a rolling boulder uh, to the sound of Plumpy. I'm still holding my breath for Plumpy to just like pull out some kind of spectacular ability at the final moment of this encounter. Don't hold your breath. Plumpy calls down the heavens or something. Plumpy will probably feel like Johnny's shadow pass over him. And he's like, hello there, little dude. Yeah, like a hawk shadow. I have some questions for you. My friend's hand was sliced off back there. Oh, oh, that's stone cold. (laughs) You wouldn't happen to know anything about that, would you? You don't see me. Oh, no. Um. Oh, no. Plumpy, no. Plumpy, make a bluff roll. And I guess Johnny make a sense yeah. motive oh, to no. believe if Plumpy uh, has anything to do with this. Plumpy! Plumpy, I'm sorry. Plumpy, stop oh, being so no. bad at everything. Oh, no, Plumpy. Oh, I thought that was my 15. No, no I rolled a two. You I got a two, two on my bluff. You don't see me. Plumpy was raised by Ma and Pa, <laughs> to be honest. Like Clark Kent, if Clark Kent was not Superman. <laughs> Johnny like blinks for a second. He's like, okay, no, I definitely see him. He has to confirm <laughs> that he doesn't yeah. see Plumpy. Well, mm. Yeah, Johnny, you are barely able to tell that this guy is involved in some way with what happened to your friend. I'm afraid I'm going to have to bring you in for some questioning. Please don't resist. All right? I'm just going to just like let me pick you up. He's going to move to pick up Plumpy. Is Plumpy going to fight back? He's going to pick up. Bite him, Plumpy. Bite him. Hold it right there. You'll get my rake. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa, okay. And so Johnny's like, Johnny's just going to try and defuse the situation. <laughs> He's like, okay, now He's hold on. <laughs> no one wants a piece of your rake, man. That's right. You just stay right there. <laughs> Betty, Betty, I think Plumpy's been stopped by that man that we saw. <laughs> Oh, God, no, not Plumpy, too. Sometimes the mission requires a sacrifice.
sacrifice talks. <laughs> yeah. Johnny is going to talk down Plumpy <laughs> until backup arrives because he's not certain he can apprehend him. Well, Plumpy's going to look around and realize that he doesn't know where the rest of his team went and he doesn't know how to decide what to do. So he becomes crazed and he lunges at Johnny. Oh no, Plumpy! Cornered weasel. That ain't never told Plumpy that I love him. And now I'm never gonna tell. Oh god. It's all going bad. This is for Chet and for Gabby and for Plumpy Farms. <laughs> wow, nothing for Tux? Wow. Tux can handle herself. Wow. I love Plumpy Farms. What? <laughs> the sugar beets and turnips are the best in the winter. Oh, man. Your best role yet, unfortunately, it's against yeah. Johnny. Oh, All right. God. I'm probably not wearing my armor if I'm giving massages. So I'm going to say that he gets raked. <laughs> All right. Well, this time he hits Johnny in the foot. Oh! <laughs> in the foot. And then he gets the blade of mercy. Ugh. He'll 13 non-lethal damage. It's a one-hit KO. Yeah, he gets stars in his eyes. It's harsh. Oh, man. Oh, my foot. This is a real, for me, it was Tuesday vibe from John. John is going to take his time healing up and then taking Plumpy to the authorities before he continues his search. (laughs) (laughs) Patty, you and Tux have entered the main room. Uh, It's beautiful, expansive. There is a main hot springs up at the top of the room. And then it just is cascading down into two twin rivers that flow beside this like landing area where Dominus Petal Dream is speaking with the very tall Ifrit uh, and the other couple Sirocco. None of them seem to notice you as you keep to the edges of the room inside of the shrubbery, uh, making your way around, watching for Chet. Make a perception check for me in this room. That is a 24 for Patty. Oh, and a cold 20 for Tux. Very nice. nice. Patty, you see Chet up on the second floor emerge on the balcony. He's being very stealthy. Behind him is Himifer and a couple of the other uh, more... More what, Justin? <laughs> more experienced. Uh, more skilled. <laughs> Damn. You see Orem motion dominus to step forward in front of the main hot spring at the front um and orm kind of walks pedal dream through the proper way to make the prayer and the the blessing to gavelin uh and you know that this is your moment i absolutely want to set off my bombs (laughs) (sighs) locking eyes with chet you both hold up your detonator and hit it at the exact same time. And you feel a ripple of explosions uh, move through the building. Yes. This whole room is like entirely glass. Some of the windows shatter just from being shaken by the effect. And you see the wall where the furnace room is, you know, just explode forward. uh, And then it kind of collapses the second floor into the saunas that were beneath it. Johnny (laughs) standing over. Poor Plumpy, this is happening right to your left. He shields Plumpy uh, from the the explosion. (laughs) Johnny. He'll take the rake further and shield Plumpy. Orem turns and begins to scan the room. You think that maybe they've spotted you, but then Chet begins to speak from the top and he's yelling uh, his manifesto down. (laughs) He's saying... 
You will never forget the name of Chet Jerbilla and everything that you've taken God. from me. I've taken from you twice over. Uh, <laughs> and he is just continuing to speak. Orem is kind of watching for a moment. And then you see them, without even getting a running start, just with their own strength, leap 20 feet into <laughs> oh. the air uh, and <laughs> land on the balcony. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. my. Real master oh. sensei energy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, the other Sirocco start to uh, surround Dominus Petal Dream to protect him. Patty, what you take from this moment is that as Chet continues moving further down the balcony, yelling his manifesto, <laughs> letting the other members of Raid uh, handle Orum, <laughs> is that none of this manifesto seems to be mentioning Raid at all. Oh, <laughs> the name never comes no. up. This is fully a, a Chet Gerbilla operation oh. and his own personal interest in uh, attack motive plan. Gasp. <laughs> Behind you. What you thought was a rock begins to move oh, when stop. the <laughs> when the explosion goes off, and you see the head of a gigantic tortoise <gasps> raised from the water. His skin seems like it's made of sand. He's got deep black eyes that looks like they've seen, uh, you know, a millennia. And Gimbu reaches out uh, and attempts to grab Tux in his jaws. Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, An 11 at your AC, Tux. Uh, I have to assume that hits. I don't think I took any armor. My my AC is 11. Yeah, so it does hit. And Tux, you disappear into the mouth of Gimbu. Oh my god. Well, oh. Justin, I can tell you, Gimp is going to regret that because I am a skunk. And you don't generally <laughs> eat skunks whole for, for very specific reasons. <laughs> oh my god. I think what happened is Johnny knew just where to tickle Genbu and then Tux came out and was fine. Because Genbu's definitely going to have a stomach ache for eating a skunk. No. So, like... no, what did you no, why'd you do that? Oh. As Tux disappears down Gimbu's throat, he goes, Patty Yellow. Always love it. <laughs> Goal? That's two of my three flashback characters that have been swallowed yeah. whole, so that's exciting. <laughs> I mean, technically, Urkelf was eaten in effigy. <laughs> <laughs> what a technicality. <laughs> three for three. <laughs> Patty, what what do you want to do? Oh my god, Patty is stunned at this point. Nothing is happening as she thought it would. Chet has completely gone off the rails. A oh giant tortoise has emerged and eaten the last <laughs> member of her team. I mean, I think she might make a run for it, honestly. Like, she is in panic mode right now. Everything that she thought she was fighting for, that she was accomplishing on this mission has just gone to shit. So she is just going to book it to the nearest exit. Oh my god, that is so many dice that just happened. What's going on? Justin, why did you roll so many dice just then? (laughs) Patty... As you hide in the shrubbery, up on the balcony, Orum, one by one, with a quarterstaff, is striking the other members of Raid, taking them down. You see Chet fleeing as well. You let go 
of the rock side that you were holding on to fall back into the water uh, and let the motion of the current from the waterfall take you quickly down like nice. one of the twin oh rivers out towards the front of the resort. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, you're moving in the opposite direction of the other clerics who all run either towards the front room or towards the various explosions. You see that Chet's all three of his bombs went off. Nice. There was once a beautiful like Zen garden that is now oh, just no. <laughs> <laughs> entirely ash. There was uh, a little two-story area with some private spots that is demolished. Uh, eventually, you make it to the front. You're able to climb out of the same window that you came in. And you meet at a pre-designated spot with Chet Drabilla and like the two members of Raid that were in his unit that did manage to make it out before Orem got to them. Chet, oh my god, what happened in there? I think that it went really well. I did have to cut it a little bit short, but I got through like 15 of the 20 cards that I wanted to read off of. I I really think, you know, the murder uh, is going to see this and they're going to want me to join. Oh my god, Chet. Chet, what? What? Chet, the world is watching. This was our moment to show what justice looks like, what equality looks like. And I mean, it just looked like you airing your own grievances. What was that? Patty, this is just a stepping stone for me. You know what I mean? Like, this was a great a great starter group. Oh. But you and I, you know, we can do bigger things than this. Chet, oh my god. I I don't even know what to say. Raid is everything. I've, I've dedicated my life to the cause, to the people, to my comrades. And, <sighs> and you're saying that, that you're going to leave us and you think I should go with you? Yeah, I I do, I think. (laughs) I mean, look, Patty, the people who were good enough made it out. Oh, my God. Patty is horrified, horrified by the loss of her team, by what Chet is saying. She's just like, Chet, Chet, I I don't even know who I'm talking to right now. This isn't you. Look, we can talk about it more back at the base. Let's go. Let's go. gosh. Did you see Petal Dream's face? We got him good. Wow. (laughs) Patty is going to very reluctantly go with him, but... She is absolutely distraught at this point. Back in the present, Patty, all of this going through your mind, thinking about that team, thinking about the greater overall raid group that would soon after that get sent to Bitterhold, failing to assassinate Dominus Petal Dream. Thinking of Sasha, you look over at where the dentist is running back towards you. Uh, having chased away those kids. He goes, Patty, we make a great team, don't we? Oh, gosh. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we sure do. Man, I don't always have the best luck with teams. Aw. It's been a real treat teaming up with you, Dentist. It really has. But, you know, the more I think about it, the more more I realize that you've got your mission here in Mjolnir. And, you know, you've got your own thing. You've got your own cause. And I don't want to get too involved. I don't want to mess it up for you. You won't mess it up, Patty. What what are you saying? I I think it's best if we, I don't know, kind of work on our own projects for a while. You see the dentist deep in the the insets of his mask. His (laughs) eyes seem to uh, get a little bit teary. No! Oh, I want to break his heart. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I guess. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I I understand, Patty. I mean, you've got you've got a lot of things going on. Oh, all right, bye. Uh, and then he sweeps his cape over his face and runs into the darkness. Oh. <laughs> 
Damn. I assume he's Naruto running. He has that vibe. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just going to sigh really deeply and stuff the magazine deep into the depths of her backpack and... I don't know. I I guess the rest of the team is still in the dungeons. Patty's just going to go home. I guess we're going back to the Vilna estate wherever she's staying. She's going to walk slowly and dejectedly <sighs> away as the pamphlets <laughs> burn behind her. Oh, <sighs> fucking iconic. I loved the moment when Caitlin realized that all of her team members <laughs> were completely Thank you once again for listening, and thank you to everybody who supports us on our Patreon. You are the feathers that make up the wing that helps us fly the body that is the podcast. If you ever want to reach out or you've done any cool fan activity that you want us to see, because we really like to see it and ooh and all over it, you can find us on Twitter at BCB Party, on Tumblr at BCB Party, or email us at burntcookbookparty at gmail.com. Burnt Cookbook Party is Andrew Hansen as Johnny Brightchild and Gabby, Caitlin Stadahar as Patty Hertz, Paul Lukemeyer as Zelf and Plumpy, me, Jenna Stieber, as Astra Blep and Tux, and Justin Green as GM and World Builder. Produced by Jenna Stieber, this episode edited by Justin Green and Akshay Balakrishnan.